I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. Hey, everybody. We're in the Songtown studio. I got Clay Mills. Uh, we're going to talk Yay. about, he's excited to be here. We're going to talk about um, songwriting frustrations and how you deal with them. And we had an interesting uh, conversation on Clubhouse. We, we meet in uh, Clubhouse every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Central Time. And we had an interesting discussion yesterday on dealing with frustrations. And so um, I'm going to throw out some of the things that people brought up and Clay and I are going to talk about them. So Clay, the first one is um, just the pace of things happening. I, we, we were talking about, um, I've had a song that a major artist put on hold four years ago. Then they took it off hold. We pitched it to them again for the next record. They put it on hold. They cut it. It didn't make that record. And now I'm waiting to see if it's going to make the next record. So it's been a four-year process. And people were talking about um, just the pace of how things happen. How do you handle the frustrations of that? Oh, so you're saying things never happen as fast as we want it. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's a tough one. I know when I moved to Nashville, they told me, oh, it's a seven-year town. It's going to take you seven years. Um, and, and to me, that was something good to hear. I heard that, you know, from people that had already made it in the business. And it kind of took some of that pressure off to make it happen right away um, because we have enough pressure and enough frustration. So to me, hearing that it's going to take a while kind of set into my brain, you know, and I think it was, it took seven years before I had my first number one song. And I was like, why didn't they tell me it was a two-year town? Maybe I could have done it in two years. <laughs> but I, I think you just have to at some point accept that thing. You know, it's like with writing a song. Why can't I finish the song in two hours? Like, you know, somebody, a hit songwriter said, they finished that hit in two hours. And, you know, it takes me days. I think it just takes what it takes. You know, there's no, there's no, you know, set universe time for something to happen. So I would just take that pressure off yourself and just keep telling yourself it takes what it takes and do the work. If you're focused on doing the work daily, I think a lot of the the a lot of the frustration and and being hard on yourself goes away because you're just so caught up in doing the work. And I I think that's how I survived was I didn't focus on anything but showing up and doing the work every day. I had blinders on, really, and that's all I focused on. Yeah, you stole everything I was going to say. Yeah, I, I, try, <laughs> I try to just let, you know, if if somebody puts my song on hold, I don't spend a lot of time dwelling on that. I, you know, I've known people that go, oh, if that gets cut and it goes number one, I'm going to do all this to my house and I'm going to pay off my bills, and they're like way on down the road, and it hasn't even happened yet. And I think, you know, so I think, tempering your expectations and going, okay, that's cool. I love that somebody put my song on hold, but I'm focused on what I'm going to do today. And what yeah. I'm going to do today is try to write the best song I've ever written. And then tomorrow I'll do the same thing. And, and I just kind of let those things be. And I, you know, maybe have a mini celebration. Maybe I go out to dinner with my wife and go, Hey, we, I got to hold on this person, you know, today, but then I move on and I, I don't start building this whole scenario of what if I win the lottery kind of yeah. thing. So, I think that's super important. Another one that somebody brought up was um, they said, I feel like I, I write a, a lot of, of great songs and then I don't know where to go with them. How would you address that frustration? 
I, I'm always a believer that when you're ready, the doors are going to kind of open. And, and so once again, what I focused on in my career was becoming the best writer I could and becoming the best co-writer. And you build your network through co-writing. You know, um, there are a couple of examples of successful songwriters I know that write everything by themselves. Um, they had to build their network um, by hooking up with a publisher. That That's harder. You know, most publishers discover new writers because they're co-writing with the writers they're already working with. So I think if you focus on co-writing, you'll start getting in rooms with artists. One of those artists will get a deal. And then all of a sudden you're on an album. All of a sudden you have a song on radio and it wasn't something that you felt frustrated about. It just naturally happened organically. So once again, show up, do the process, be the best you can be on a daily basis. And I think those doors will start to open rather than you trying to, to force them to open. Yeah. And, and I asked this person, I said, well, who are you writing for? And they said, I'm just trying to write a great song. And I said, well, I think that may be part of your problem too, because mm -hmm. like I know who, my intended use for the song before I start writing the song. So I know if I'm going to pitch this for TV shows or I'm going to pitch this to Kenny Chesney or I'm going to pitch this to Plain White Tees, you know, who, whoever it might be, I know that and that informs my writing of that song. It, it helps me know how to write it, how to approach the title. And so that's a way to avoid getting done with a song and going, well, who would do this? You know, if, if I know that from the start, it keeps me from winding up in that position. Yeah. Um, what are some other um, frustrations you've had with songwriting through the years? I think my biggest, I don't know if it's a frustration, my biggest challenge is to always keep learning and so that, that I feel inspired to write. Because, you know, you you and I have written over 5,000 songs at some point, you know, over many decades, showing up the next day and feeling inspired to write, um, that becomes a big part of your job is to how do you keep motivating yourself? So I get around that by constantly trying to learn new techniques. I'm trying and, you know, teaching in Songtown helps me because I want to be able to convey new techniques to students. And so I have a double reason to learn thing, you know, new techniques. It's for my own benefit and then also for everyone else's benefit. So today, you know, just working with Songtown students keeps me motivated in my own writing because I'm constantly learning and growing. Yeah, I think one of the biggest questions that I get from people uh who are songwriters and who and other people just like family members and friends is like how do you get inspired every day to write a song, you know, because the, a lot of people have this idea that we're just sitting under a tree and an apple falls on our head and there's an idea, you know, <laughs> to write something about. And, or and you have to get your heart broke or you have to, you know, something major in your life. You're only going to get a good song if, if there's, you know, something major that happened to you. Yeah. And, I, you know, so for me, when I'm, if I'm not feeling inspired, I still have to be inspired. So I, I have to figure out how to make, we talk about how to make the muse work for us instead of being at the mercy of the muse. And, and for yeah. me, some of those ways are, 
I'll search for ideas that, that inspire me. So if I'm not feeling inspired, maybe I get on um, Pinterest and I search for love quotes or life quotes or beach quotes or things like that. And I read till I find something I go, Oh, that's cool. I, I love the way they said that. I wonder if there's a song idea in that, you know? And so I'm continually trying to shake things up where I'm take I'm, I'm inputting things that are inspiring so that I can have an inspired output. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, the ideas, we know this ideas are everywhere. It could be, I could be standing in a line at Starbucks and overhear somebody say something, or maybe this morning I woke up and I was thinking about someone I hadn't thought of in years, you know? So there, there's an idea for a song, that opening line, I haven't thought about you in years, you know, whatever songs are, songs are everywhere. So, um, and, and that's the beauty. Another beauty of co-writing is, especially with artists, artists are always going through stuff. <laughs> they wear their heart on their sleeves. So if they come into the writing room, you and I are asking them, what are you going through? And then I can relate that to, you know, I've had my heart broke several times in my past. I don't need to have another heartbreak to write about it. I can, I can, you know, pull that up from memory, um, with, with no problem. So I think, um, Jack, um, Jack, Temption, who co-wrote a lot of uh, great hits with um, Glenn Fry from the Eagles, he said that him and Glenn would get together, they'd light a candle in the room and invite the muse to join them. And, you know, that's really the way it is. You're telling the muse, I'm here to write and you can join me, you know, and you don't wait for the muse to, to invite you into the room. Absolutely. And you mentioned co-writing. And we'll, we'll end on this one, but you, you and I have written a whole book on co-writing with Bill O'Hanlon uh, called The Songwriter's Guide to Mastering Co-Writing. Um, but somebody brought up in our clubhouse discussion, like, well, it really frustrates me dealing with issues with co-writers. And so I know we can't go into all the detail we have in the book, but what are just a couple of tips that you have for, for dealing with frustrations with co-writers? Part of it is you're just going to have to do it more. A lot of people go, I tried co-writing. It doesn't work for me. You know, and they, somebody told me once, you've got to kiss a lot of frogs to find a prince um, mm -hmm. when it comes to co-writing. A great songwriter told me that. And and it's kind of that way. Now you and I have done it so much that we don't have those painful kind of co-writing um, episodes. We've learned to navigate those waters. Interesting enough to me, We've got three books with Songtown. The co-writing book is the one that sells the least. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's the one that is the most important one for your career as a songwriter. Yeah. And so I think it's kind of like people want to be in love. They want to be happy and fall in love, but they don't want to really do any homework around that or learn how to be good in a relationship or work on their faults. So I think co-writing is such a re relationship thing yeah. that you've really got to be willing to work at it a little bit. Um, you know, and it, people will work all day on, on their lyrics, but they, they work very little on co-writing. So I know I didn't really answer your question, but I think, I think whatever your issues with co-writing are, that it requires work and it, it requires work on yourself. You know, yeah. if you want to find you said this once, if you want to find better co-writers, be a better co-writer. And that, that's really the truth. 
And so I think the frustrations with co-writing come about where you just haven't done enough homework and learned how to be a good co-writer yet. Yeah, absolutely. You stole what I was going to say once again. But, you know, <laughs> I, I think it does start with you. If you if you are a great collaborator, then you're going to communicate about the things that need to be communicated. You're going to get things figured out before the co You know, as at the start of a co-write, you can get things figured out about well, what are we going to do if we decide to demo this song? And, you know, and you can cover a lot of issues uh, so that there's not a problem and you can head those things off. Um, yeah. The other, you know, the other thing that you kind of mentioned was you don't go on three dates and go, well, I'm never going to have a relationship. I went on three dates and they were all bad. Right. You know, I mean, that that's just not a smart way to, to go through life, you know, and it is like a relationship in that it takes a while to find the people you gel with, you know, the people that get what you do, that, that complement your skills and all those things. It's just going to take a little bit. So I think you have to have patience with people. You also have to be willing, you know, we, we've talked to some people this week. We we're having a, who we were having a difficult situation with a co-writer. We're like, let, let it go and don't write again. It's one song, you yeah. know, and, you know, like you mentioned, we've written thousands and thousands and thousands of songs, and we don't even remember what songs we had a difficult time with a co-writer about or any any of that thing. It's not going to yeah. be an issue in a month, you know, right. so it's okay just to let something go and go, okay, that one didn't work. Let me analyze why it didn't work, and maybe I can communicate better next time at the beginning what my expectations are, and we I can avoid that problem happening again, and as you grow in your skill set of being a good collaborator, then you, you'll have fewer and fewer problems. Absolutely. We could do a whole episode on co-writing and how to navigate some of those. And, and I think a lot of the problem is, is that when you're starting out, a lot of people you're co-writing with aren't very good at co-writing yet either. So you've, you've really got to, do your homework, learn how to be a good co-writer. Then once you're a good co-writer, you'll start attracting those people that, that are better at co-writing. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for joining us today, everybody. We'll see you next week. See you next week, y'all. All right. We're going to leave you with a song called Mean Girl. This was written by Song Townians Lisa McKean and Mark Lynchberry. Hope you enjoy. Check out the show notes. Give us a rating. Share with your friends. All that stuff helps us be able to keep doing this for you. Take care, and we'll see you next week. You're styling, looking fine in Old Navy, shining in this Chevy. So damn cute with Uggs to boot. Got a group on coupon too take you out tonight talk about the future i'ma spell it out spit it out go on and tell you how i feel about you your gucci mercedes mvp like brady you got this good old country boy wearing his heart on his tattoo sleeve i'm right where i want to be you know what i mean girl for me no guessing no games 
Don't worry about a thing when it comes to us and what we got. So 